It's time for the Dorsey Show. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> Fantasmagoric. Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. We swear. <laughs> Your most excellent giggle buddy. She's like this 24 7. Okay. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to the Dorsey, Dorsey show. show. Listen while you work. The Dorsey Show. Live from the Associated Credit Union of Texas Studios. With your host, Dorsey. Well, my story is better than your story. Or does that really even matter? How to decide if your story is ready to tell the world is what my guest will help us with on today's show. Well, hello, hi, and howdy, everyone. It's time again to get you tuned in, turned on, and tuned up with your weekly dose of the Healthy Happy Fun Hour here on the Dorsey Show, where I help you to awaken your play, purpose, and pleasure because it's my belief that happy people make healthier choices and we just have more fun along the way. Well, you know know what time it is i'm feeling some kind of way this morning and i think i'm feeling like i need another couple of good news stories to help start our day doing crazy or really cute things, long lost families being reconnected, or of course, obviously, anything fart related. Why? Because all those things make me happy, giggle, and feel way better. And it doesn't take much, I'm telling you. Well, this week's, there are two cute kid stories that come courtesy of my Facebook feed. I mean, let's face it, isn't that where all information comes from apparently these days? The first one is two-year-old Gracie, and she's handing out sandwiches to fire firefighters. Well, you may or may not be aware that there have been some pretty devastating fires that are ranging out of control in California. The Car Fire is what they're calling it, and it has burned more than 100,000 acres. While that's definitely a tragedy, there's a little ray of hope and sunshine through the smoke and haze in the form of a two-year-old with sand wishes. And yes, I said sand wishes because as I was typing my notes for today's show, I kept typing in sand wishes instead of sandwiches and I thought how appropriate because this little cute angel was delivering homemade breakfast sandwiches to the firefighters. She has several family members who are fighting the fires and wanted to do something to help. And with the help of her mom, little Gracie made some sandwiches and delivered them to the Grateful Firefighters. Of course, they were very touched. You could hear them telling her thank you on videos, and they were taking some photos, which, of course, went viral. Why wouldn't it? That's another sweet example that there's always a silver lining in everything, and sometimes it comes in the form of sandwiches. Well, my second little happy story is about a childhood favorite of mine, that's coming to life or came to life. Dr. Seuss Museum opened last June in Springfield, Massachusetts, which is the hometown of the author Theodore Seuss, I think it's Geisel. And that just makes me happy, folks. I love Dr. Seuss. And at this museum, you can walk among thing one, thing two, cat in the hat. You can sit on seven hump wump and rhyme at a green eggs and ham rhyming station. And there's even an area called Cat's Corner where kids can make soup and artwork and their own books. 
there's a wide array or a wide array, excuse me, of virtual activities, creating your own creatures, and you can see inside the life of the creator himself. Well, that goes without saying that it's obviously now on my silly crazy, just got to do it bucket list of uniqueness. And Dr. Seuss and I agree on several points, and in particular, this one thought. Simple, it's not, I'm afraid you will find, for a mind maker upper to make up his mind. Well, that is something that my guest is familiar with and is good at sorting out how to know if you should write a book and if you should tell you your unique story. My returning ex- expert this week is Dr. Cindy Childress, the content specialist, ghost writer, and my favorite word wizard. Hello, Cindy. Good morning. How are you, Dorsey? I'm doing great. What, did you like Dr. Seuss growing up? I adored him. In fact, um, when I was in college and I took a speech writing and analysis class, we had to write a eulogy, and I wrote a eulogy for Theodore Drossel. He's one of my favorite people. (laughs) Well, all right, there you go. And I think we can both agree that he definitely has a way with words for sure, and I am going to say you do as well. And so let's get right into this. Well, you're most welcome. And something I'm sure that you hear quite often is, people say, you know, people tell me I should write a book, okay? And I have no doubt that you hear that probably daily. Well, what do you tell them when they say this? And then they, I'm sure they ask, you know, well, people tell me I should write a book, and then should I? So what do you tell those people? Or, you know, what is your response to that? Yeah, that is such a great question. The first thing I say is, well, why do people say that? Or <laughs> what is the story that, <laughs> that people are telling you maybe you should tell? And what I'm looking for in the answer is, does it seem like there's um, a narrative thread that you could follow and flesh out to make a whole book? You know, um, because sometimes people have just had a lot of wacky things that have happened to them. And sometimes that might be better suited to um, a collection of essays about their experiences as opposed to, you know, um, a full-length book that's going to try to weave it all together. Sometimes that's just not really where the stories want to take you. So I listen for that. And then also I listen for, so if everybody tells you you want to write a book and yet you're not doing it, I try to find out why that is um, because, Mm. and we may talk about this later, but you know, sometimes you're just, you're not ready yet because you haven't learned something or you don't have um, the experience that you need to really um, put the pen to paper and flesh it out, or um, maybe it's not the story for you to tell and you're still waiting for your story. Gotcha. Well, that kind of goes into my second question I was going to ask you, you know, when they, you go over that with people and you kind of decide if you should write it, why you should write it, how do you decide what to tell and what to leave out? Because, you know, everyone has a story, at least one story that they need to be telling, So, mm-hmm. and you don't want to let it all hang out. <laughs> So what do you t- what do you tell and kind of where do you stop? Sure. Well, I always say the first draft is for you and the final draft is for the world. So oh. when you are just yeah, when you're just getting your story started, you know, that's a lot of pressure to put on yourself to be like, you know, what is grandma going to think about this? <laughs> um, <laughs> and do I want my brother to know this information? You know, I mean, that's going to that's going to just, you know, stop you cold before you even know what your material is. Mm -hmm. So I would say go ahead and, you know, just write it out. And then once you have it written, what you're going to do when you go back and look at it is say, okay, so what information is necessary for the reader to know to understand 
the bigger meaning. And then what is just kind of um, extraneous or maybe navel-gazing, like I needed it for my own self, but like nobody else cares, so I need to delete that. (laughs) But, you know, you can really only make those editorial decisions after you've just, you know, done your initial um, kind of brain dump and gotten everything out. Well, you said something, you know, you're talking about grandma or, you know, some other family or whatever. And that brings me to my next question is, what if there are other people in your story? You know, tell me a little bit about that, because that's something, you know, Mm -hmm. some of the the books that I have um, co-authored dealt with me and my mom and sort of our story. Now, of course, I don't have to worry about, you know, any backlash because she's, you know, she's not here, although I might get it angelically, you know, if I'm not careful with what I say. (laughs) She might beat Mm -hmm. me upside the spiritual head, you know. So what if it includes other people? Sure. Well, first of all, if there's anything that could slander somebody, you're just going to have to take it out and well, don't that's obvious. Um, <laughs> yes. And, and if you know that somebody might be upset with what you're going to write, I would say um, let them see um, a pre-copy before you publish it and see if they are okay with what you've written and maybe even get them to sign something if you're afraid that like, because sometimes, um, let's say that your grandfather did something amazing and then let's say you want to write a book about it and then let's say your first cousin is like, well, I wanted to write a book about that and you stole my our grandfather's story. Like that kind of thing can oh. happen too is so for real. So, um, and so you just want to make sure that Everybody who might be a stakeholder is on board with you telling that story, but it's entirely possible. I mean, I have a client whose son has a a mental disability, and Mm -hmm. she wrote about that, but she asked him for permission, and she let him see it um, in advance to see if he would be okay with how he was portrayed. And she was always very careful in what finally went to print, too, that, you know, it didn't show him in too bad of a light because mm-hmm. you never would want someone to read the book and then have that negatively affect how they related to, you know, her little boy. Or even just with something like that, just relate to people with with other different abilities or disabilities. Because you can, mm-hmm. you know, inadvertently do that and not have and not have that intention because you never know what someone's going to assume or take from <laughs> your story. You know, again, that that is their their assumption or their expectation or whatever. You just can't control that. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. Well, you know, I always have to. It, it, it's been a little while since you've been in here with me, and so I, I figured that you were do a song. So are you ready? Oh, yes, please. She's like, oh, my Lord, hold on. Let me take my, you know, let me get off a speaker and get as far away. So, all right. When I'm with her, I'm confused, out of focus and bemused, and I never know exactly where I am. Well, up next, less of me singing and more ways to leave the brain fog behind and get your story from mess to message. Chances are, she's the only Dorsey you know. I don't think I want to try that again, actually. All right. Watch Dorsey on YouTube. Connect and subscribe. Go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming. Get the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzy's, fashion with an attitude. What would you like from your bank or credit union? How about a mobile app that makes banking simple? How about free online banking and mobile bill pay? 
How about loan decisions made locally? How about 15 convenient locations? Associated Credit Union of Texas has all of these and more. Sounds like you should get associated. ACU of Texas, federally insured by the NCUA. For more info, visit acutx.org. When was the last time you went to the dentist? One year? Three years? More? Most of us get so busy that we don't go to the dentist like we should. Well, maybe it's because you're not going to the right dentist. Call Dr. Teakin and his staff at Teakin Smiles right here in Link City, 281-334-4944, or go online to TeakinSmiles.com. Because seeing your dentist shouldn't be a pain. She laughs a lot. <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's fun. Oh my gosh, I'm like so excited. She's quirky. Fantasmagoric. She's Dorsey. <laughs> Welcome to the show. <laughs> this is the Dorsey Show on Vinyl Draft Radio. I am here with Dr. Cindy Childress, the content specialist, ghostwriter, and my favorite word wizard. For those of you just turning and tuning in, turning in, whatever you're doing, before the break, we were talking about how Dr. Cindy and Dr. Seuss have many things in common, helping you make up your mind on what to write about and how to go about telling your story. Now we're going to get into the story of how to get it from your mess or a mess into your message. All right, so Dr. Cindy, here's something else I'm sure that you hear often. I have 20, 30, 50, I have a ton of pages of rambling notes. What can I do to get this mess organized? Yes, my best suggestion is to create a table of contents. And what you do is you start by brainstorming. So make a list. I mean, I know I've literally seen it with clients where, you know, they've got something scribbled on a napkin here and they're going to take a photograph and scan it in or whatever. <laughs> and they've got this journal. <laughs> I know it's real. And um, But just take all the ideas from um, all those different areas where you've got, you know, this work document and that work document and just make a list of everything that you intend to say in the book, like topically. And once you've got your list of topics, those can be arranged into chapters. And, you know, some of the topics are going to chunk together and be subtopics within a chapter, and other topics are so rich, you can make a whole chapter just about that. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, you know, business coach, she needs a whole chapter on clarity. (laughs) Um, You think? (laughs) Yes, and then probably for her time management chapter, she's going to have a lot of different strategies and ideas um, that will be subtopics within that one time management chapter. So, yeah, and really once you chunk it out, then you're going to be able to fill in the gaps. So at that point, you start copying and pasting and typing in anything that you have handwritten now and putting it where it goes within those different chapters. And then very quickly, you're going to be able to um, see how much material do you have and then where are the gaps, so what new chapters you need to add. And you're like, whoa, actually, I don't have any information about this, (laughs) but it's really important. And then, you know, but you kind of have to lay it all out that way so that you can see what's missing and then, um, you know, build out your first draft. Okay, so what about this? And you, you know, you you've brain dumped, and you've got a whole bunch of ideas, and you're in the process of writing. And I've I've 
I'm actually one of those that I don't over edit when I'm writing. I'll do to a certain degree. And then I also just believe if it if it came out a lot of times, that's what's meant to be said at that time on that paper, that article, whatever it is that I'm writing. However, I have heard, I've heard this a lot myself, I just keep editing the pages I write, you know, and they keep going and they keep going and they keep editing and they keep changing. How do you tell someone or how do you suggest or get them to stop doing that and move forward and keep writing instead Mm. of, you know, going over what they've already done? Yes. So the reason that you wouldn't want to um, beat your first page to death is that you'll (laughs) never get on to page 15 or 100. That's true. So, yes. So I would say to think of writing, of drafting the first draft as like just being like a child. Um, I'm at the Writers League of Texas Writers Retreat this week in the book editing class, and that is a tip from Charlotte Gullickson. Um, that um, your first draft, just be childlike. And like a child isn't overly concerned with whether they colored outside the lines. They're just fascinated by all their crayons. <laughs> and, and all um, the color. <laughs> so, <laughs> yes, which is totally Dorsey. And so <laughs> I would say, you know, yeah, just be, you know, don't worry about what the teacher's going to grade it later. You know, that, you know, you bring in um, your teacher voice after you have the first draft done. And then you're like, oh, well, that was a run-on sentence, so I need to fix that. <laughs> or, you know, this whole page just says the same thing eight different ways, so I need to find the way I said it best and delete the other seven. But, you know, that's it's hard to have that clarity when you're in the creative mode. Mm-hmm. And when you get yourself out of the creative mode into um, the judging mode, then it's hard to jump back into creative. And that's where a lot of people get stuck. Well, you know, I really, it's very appropriate for our conversation when you said be childlike. And I love that. I mean, we're talking Dr. Seuss and talking some funny, you know, or or a a sweet little child story, you know, about the sandwiches, you know, delivering the sandwiches this morning. And Mm -hmm. that really is true. You know, a lot of times you, you're best served if you just dump it out, whatever it is, whatever content you're creating. If you're listening to the show and you're a fellow radio host, you're a podcaster, you're a vlogger, blogger, whatever, you're a speaker, content is everywhere. And you just need to if you're really good at your craft or you want to hone your craft whatever it is on whatever page you're going to put it on you're you are better served if you just get it out let it go and then start developing it from there so I I love that you said and be childlike just let it be out and you know be creative so I'm we were talking a little bit about the table of contents. So I have a question for you about that because there's different thought processes on this, at least that I have heard. And I want to mm-hmm. see what your opinion is. I know some people, because I've been in some writing classes and I had someone that was a really large publisher and they were recommending, you know, literally start with a table of content, you know, just start thinking of topic titles and maybe a few little bullet points or whatever. I mean, so it was like a an actual table of content. And of course, a lot of people in the group all of a sudden went, oh, what the heck? Because, you know, <laughs> you almost don't really have an idea yet of maybe you have an idea of the beginning. You just don't have an idea of, of the rest of it. And then there's, you know, kind of what you touched on which I like this this is it, it suits me better you know just brain dumping your ideas putting putting a few points and then developing a table of content so do you recommend or think there's one way is better than the other well I think it depends on how much material and how much 
planning you've done in advance because okay. like I'm working with a client right now who um, has been giving the same talk essentially for 20 years. Oh, wow. <laughs> so he has, yeah, exactly. He's developed this whole curriculum and, you know, but it's all taught. So it's mostly oral and he doesn't even have recordings of himself um, teaching it, but, you know, he just knows the material backward and forward. Mm-hmm. And so for him, you know, he's really, he's ready. He doesn't need to do a brain dump. He just um, needs me to put it in the format and then start talking about how we're going to develop the ideas, you know, from what fit into a 90-minute talk to what's going to fit into, you know, a 180 to 210-page book. So he was ready to have that conversation because he spent 20 years, you know, developing what the material is. Um, and then I would say, in contrast, if you're someone who just has a lot of ideas that are maybe not so um, well-developed and, let's even say, tested on audiences over 20 years, he knows what works and what doesn't um, to get his point across, you know, then you would probably be better served by starting um, to just get some drafts out and just see what is the story you want to tell or, you know, what is... Um, your little nugget for the world. And then once you figure that out, then you would want to come in and build a table of contents around that. Because one thing that does is it helps you avoid going down rabbit holes (laughs) and writing like 20 pages that has nothing to do with what your actual book is. Because, you know, I mean, that, I mean, sometimes that can be great and that will be a a series of blogs or something, but Mm -hmm. you know, it's probably distracting you from the single book that you want to publish that people will read start to finish mm-hmm. and, you know, come away with a core idea that you meant to convey. Gotcha. Okay, so you said something a little bit about this, about planning in advance, you know, what are the advantages? And, you know, even if you know that you're going to change the plan, and I really want you to talk a little bit about that, because I started my fourth book, it was not quite a year ago, and it's still sitting there. I have, you know, I have the the bones of it, although I've changed mm-hmm. and the message has changed. And so I have a guide that makes it easier for me to change it, to add to whatever. And so I really want to hear what you have to say about that, because I kind of beat myself up a little bit about, oh, I should have already gotten it out. And mm-hmm. why did I not do this? And yet I realized because that message wasn't quite ready as it was. So what would you say are mm-hmm. the advantages of planning a book in advance, even if you might change the plan or the idea? Sure. Well, I would say if you plan the book in advance, um, then every time you sit down to write, you don't spend the first hour trying to figure out what you're going to write about. (laughs) Um, (laughs) When you have your plan, you sit down and, and, you know, maybe you can have some flexibility. One thing I encourage people to do is once you've got your plan is to have a Word document for each chapter. So when you sit down, you can pick the one that you feel like doing today instead of having to start at the beginning and go to the end. I mean, for some people that works really well, but for others that um, can feel defeating or, you know, but you've got an idea about chapter 13, so you don't want to write chapter 6 today, then I would say go to 13. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just have to interrupt you here for a second because I just want to say I absolutely love that. I have never heard anyone suggest that, and that is so great because there are times, you know, that I, even I was like, oh, I don't really want to talk about that right now, or I'm not, you know, I have to like make myself get in the creative mode for that section, and I'm just not feeling mm-hmm. it. I just want to tell you that that's like I'm writing that down. That's like the fan, most fantastic nugget right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're welcome. That's awesome. 
So I'm sorry. So go ahead. So we were talking. I interrupted you. I apologize. I just was so excited about that. I'm like, woo! I have homework now. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! I'm excited that you're excited. Yeah. Yeah. And so, um, yeah. So that way, when you sit down, you always know what you're going to write. And another suggestion that I have is within those documents that you have your subtopics that you're going to address in the chapter, mm-hmm. and then you write yourself open-ended questions to answer. Um, And that's the way to really generate material fast. So you do all that pre-writing in advance. So then when you sit down and you open to, you know, chapter 21, you don't have to like go back to your original notes and be like, what was I going to talk about here? Okay, okay. (laughs) And you've got your questions. Yeah. And then you can just start answering questions, which I find to be a really natural way to get a lot of ideas on paper. Okay, I'm and I'm writing that one down too. <laughs> it's like, wow, I just didn't know I was going to be, you know, I should have brought like my little computer so I could be typing all this. Those are fantastic suggestions. And um, because I, I just, it's so simple and I'm all about simple things and I just would have never even thought something like that. You know, a lot of times I just start going and getting what I call divine downloads and just start going. Although there are sometimes it, it would be nice to, you know, okay, have sections. And so I am literally going to do that for this book, by the way just so you know I'm going to take that nugget and use it that's awesome well I'm (laughs) glad you are I (laughs) well Cindy we're unfortunately gonna I know you're gonna have to leave us here in just a moment and get back to your writing retreat so let everybody know that is listening and or watching how can they reach out to you if they want to get their mess into a message to get out into the world Yes, you can find me at my website, which is www.childresscommunication.com or email me at cindy at childresscommunication.com. I would love to hear your idea and start talking about what we can do to turn your mess into your book. I love it. Well, thank you so much again for being here, and you have a great, great rest of the retreat. And for those of you that are still still here with us, don't go anywhere, because there are things that go bump in the night, things that make you shake your head, and up next, some silly yet curious things that make you go, hmm, after the short break. For more info on today's show, go to VinylDraftRadio.com. Click links and guests. This is The Dorsey Show. Coastal Shade Company is the Houston and Gulf Coast leader in outdoor shade coverings, from palapas to pergolas, pavilions, and more. Looking for an outdoor kitchen or fireplace? No one will provide you greater value than Coastal Shade Company. Contact us today at 832-917-7672 or visit us online at CoastalShadeCo.com. Do you ever wonder how every insurance company seems to boast about having the best rate for you? With so many companies, how is it possible that they can all have the best rate? Well, the reality is they're all telling the truth. Kind of. You see, each insurance company has a different set of target customers that they're looking for, so each company will have the best rate for someone. The challenge is finding the one that likes you the most. Perfect Policy evaluates you through more companies than any other insurance agent, and that's how they find the best policy for you. It just makes sense. More options means better value. Contact Perfect Policy today. Tucked away in the side streets of Kima, the white exterior of Kima Steak Company radiates a timeless essence. Behind the doors, a casual yet elegant dining experience welcomes their guests. They make sure your dining experience is nothing but the absolute best. Come in today and see why Kima Steak Company is your perfect getaway. Kima Steak Company is located at 707 Bradford Avenue in Kima. Contact them at 281-334-9463. Reservations recommended on weekends. 
Want to hear more Dorsey Show? Check out our audio archives when you follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe in iTunes and Google Play and listen to every episode every week. This is The Dorsey Show. Things that make me go, hmm. You know those silly yet thought-provoking statements that have you laugh out loud and then stop and say, yeah, wait, oh, what? You know, they make you question, yeah, why is that, you know? Well, here are a few of my new favorite for some summer fun. All right, and I have with me our new phantasmagorific <laughs> sales extraordinaire at the station studio, Hi, Michael. Say hey, buddy. Hi, everybody. And by the way, just so you know, I just want everyone to know today on this Thursday, I had the greatest hug, and he also <laughs> smells really nice. And girls, he's taken, so hey, yeah. you know. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. It's always the guys. And Tegan in the production gives great hugs, too, by the way. He's like awesome sauce. And he's taken as well. It's like all the all the taken guys really give the best hugs. Oh, yeah. it's, you know? it's the beard. The beard helps. Oh, is that what it is? Yes. The beard adds some okay. magic to it. Okay, perfect. Well, are you ready for some things that make you go, hmm? I, I'm always ready for things that make me go, hmm. Okay, perfect. Well, this first one, and there's literally, I was getting these, of course, off of, you know, Google. Google is like my best my best friend. Mike, you're the thing that makes you go, hmm. My- <laughs> I make a lot of people question a lot of things. Oh, if you ask the guys that own the station, they'll tell you I'm one of the things that make you go, hmm, that make them go, hmm, on a regular basis. So, you know, we might be in a fight for which one of us makes more people go, hmm. You remember those things, thing one and thing two from Dr. Seuss? Yes. We could be those. Perfect. That's us. Who's more hmm me? (laughs) I don't know. We'll have to let our listeners chime in on that one. Okay, so this first one is, are you ready? Okay, go for it. If the number two pencil is the most popular, mm-hmm. why is it still number two? That's a good question. Is that, I mean, seriously. That's so, a great question. So it's like, is there a number one pencil? Is there a number three? I'm like, where do they even come with number two? It's those little things that, you know, you just, you see it forever, so you don't even think about it. Again, it's those little things that make you go, hmm. Right? It is one of those things. So yes. I actually have the answer to that one. Do you? Oh, Lord. Are you going to get... Number two is the second revision, and it was better than the first, so they stopped. I was going to call that out. <laughs> I kind of figured it just kind of cracks me up, you know. Number so. one just couldn't hack it, man. No, Hey, number one just couldn't hang with it, you know. All right, so if humans get a Charlie horse, what do horses get? <laughs> they get Charlie. <laughs> I was like, a Charlie humanist? I mean, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, where's A Michael so- Thigh. A Michael Thigh. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. If Superman is so smart... Why does he wear his underpants over his trousers? Mm. Mm. Security? (laughs) Well, you know, because to me it kind of looks... Well, it depends. I was going to say, because it really looks like a very large adult depends diaper, you know, like on the older, his older costumes, right. you know. Yeah. Of course, now the newer ones are a little sleeker. They don't mm. quite look like underpants, you mm. know. They do. They almost look like adult underoos or something, you or, know. Now I think they got them in a onesie. <laughs> The it new is. Superman, he's, it's a he's onesie. in one piece. Yeah, I know, exactly. You know, like a cat suit type exactly. of thing. So it just it does, it cracks me up. <laughs> okay, so if the product says, do not use if seal is broken, how are you supposed to open it and use it? Okay, see, it's things that make you go, you're like, what? Look, Wait a minute. <laughs> look, I have a Santa Fe education, and it's a great <laughs> education. I don't care who says what, but my brain hurts, and you're hurting my brain. 
Hey, I have a I have a Crosby High School education, so believe me, there's plenty of times where I hurt my own brain. Okay. Oh my gosh. All right. How Here's, many times are you supposed to rinse or repeat? That's like the. I know. That's I know. one of those questions. Yes, exactly. It's like, oh my god, you know, you should only tell me like once or twice, you know, because I am I supposed to go through the whole bottle of shampoo and conditioner? Mm-hmm. I mean, good lord, have mercy. You would have some really shiny, soft hair though if you did the whole kickaboodle. Yeah. All right, so we're going to move on to the next one. If athletes get athletes' foot, do astronauts get mistletoe? But um, bum. That's just funny. <laughs> you're, you're the worst. <laughs> Is that, that, not, that, that one doesn't make me go, hmm. That makes me look at you and go, hmm. I know. That makes, see? That's, that's like a dad joke. I know, that's one of those I really know. Just, but isn't that, you know, missile? Psh, right. Okay, right. great. Mistletoe. Oh, mistletoe? Come on. <laughs> Come on. Okay. If time heals all wounds, mm-hmm. why or how come belly buttons don't fill in? That made me stop. That makes you stop because you said, think about it, if you get a wound, uh-huh. a, a, an actual physical wound, yeah, it heals. This. It heals over. You right. know, you might get a little scar or something. Mm-hmm. Your belly button. I mean, you have an in ear and outie forever. Yeah, forever and ever. So I just thought that you know, it's so time. Trade secret here. I'm I'm an innie. Okay. I was an outie until I got fat. <laughs> then it flips it inside like, out. Like a, like a pregnant lady. Boop. Oh, it's done. That's the, that's the timer that lets you know, boop, I'm done. I'm ready. I'm an any. I'm an any. You're an any? Mm-hmm. All right. So yeah. we're a bunch of any's here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Okay. This is another one that I was like, oh, yeah. If an orange is an orange, why isn't a lime called a green and a lemon called a yellow? Wait. Repeat that again. If an orange uh-huh. is an orange, you call I and mean, you call right. an orange, orange an orange. The color is an orange. Okay. Right. Okay. Well, why isn't a lime called a green because mm, it's green? Okay. And lemon called a yellow because it's yellow, or like you know, I mean, well, apples. Are, it's, you know, they're you, you red. They're red. Their apples I mean, are red, but, but okay. You know, but grapefruits are orange technically. Grapefruits. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, I'm just asking on a few of them. Is yeah. it, well, I'm it's just like, saying you know, we have to. Have, you know, it was I just one of those Adam and Eve things. Yeah, of, you know, I guess so. You know, God told Adam, Stop okay, it. name all these animals. And now, here, look, dude, name the fruit. Yeah. He's like, well, this is orange, and you're lime, and you're lemon. And he's like, wait a minute, why did you call this one green and this one yellow? It's like, uh, I have a Santa Fe education. <laughs> 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 okay. This one, this is a cute one as well. They're all cute. I think I just had fun. I was laughing my fanny off, literally. I should have had it depends when I was doing this myself. If you jog backwards, will you gain weight? Because, you know, you jog forwards to lose weight. You know, so if you jog mm-hmm. backwards, will you gain weight? I sweat in any direction I run. <laughs> well, here's what I was thinking about when I saw that, like, backwards, you know, from Ferris Bueller's Day Off, you know, where they lifted up the car and they put it in reverse because they drove the dad's car all day and they were trying to put the miles back, you know, mm-hmm. like reverse oh, the miles, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, yeah. Okay, to make it look it. like they hadn't gone as far roll as, back, you know, yeah, roll matter. back. Yeah, it's like, yeah, that, I don't think that works. Although that was a good question. Again, it made you, made you both stop and go, Wait, hold on. (laughs) He who stands Uh, on toilet is high on pot. (laughs) Yes, you are. (laughs) Yes, indeed you are. Okay, so if peanut butter cookies are made from peanut butter, Mm -hmm. okay, then what 
are Girl Scout cookies made of? Oh, this is getting dark, y'all. <laughs> We're getting real dark here. That's I'm an Adam family joke. <laughs> <laughs> are your Girl like, Scout cookies made from real Girl Scouts? I know. Then we like, don't want any. <laughs> I was thinking of that older song, Sugar and Spice and Everything Nice. So, yeah, I thought that was like, okay. All right, so let's move on. <clears throat> if rabbit's feet are so lucky, then what happened to the rabbit? <gasps> Ooh. Mm. Ooh. Mm-hmm. He had the gout. Yeah. <laughs> It was like, take it off. Yeah. I like you, how you say it like it's an actual noun. It's like he had the gout. Yeah, the, yes. Not gout, the gout. <laughs> well, you know, I always wondered what happened to, you know, to poor Peter Rabbit. I mean, you sit and think about it. And why would you want to carry around a rabbit's foot anyway? I mean, hunters don't <laughs> carry around like a deer hoof. Okay. No. And Tegan, you did squirrel hunting when you were younger. So did you carry around a squirrel foot? The tail, maybe, but I not mean, the foot. I know. I kind of, it's one of those things. Again, in all my she, hunting trips, I've never carried any kind of lucky no. thing. I know. Ever. I know. You so you don't carry around dead animal trophies anymore. <laughs> I know. Freaking Davy Crockett. No, you know, or like you know, hey, I get like the Indians, you know, on, especially you know, a long time ago when they would kill a bear or whatever. Obviously, they used everything, and they would take the teeth or the claws or whatever, and they would or not the teeth, but the claws, and they would you know make their mm-hmm. necklace, and they used it for certain reasons and purposes of course they used everything but most people that carry around a lot of girls when i was younger would carry around a rabbit's foot like mm-hmm. on their keychain yep. or something they didn't go kill that rabbit yeah and it's like what <laughs> oh, here's a good one what? if indians let no good no thing go to waste uh-huh. then what happened to all the butts of the animals they killed <laughs> Well, you know, it's like an apple. If you if you cut it properly, you don't really have to core it. Oh, so geez. if you okay, oh, okay, no. okay. So if you ate pasta and antipasta, would you still be hungry? Pasta and antipasta. Oh, mm. okay. Mm. Science <laughs> jokes. Yeah. Sorry, you just said pasta, and my brain just went. Oh. It's like oh, spaghetti. Yeah, pa- pasta is. <laughs> If kryptonite is Superman's weakness, pasta is my weakness. Okay. Well, here's this. Here's a cute one. Do Lipton tea employees take coffee breaks? Hmm. <laughs> they have tea time. They have tea time. <laughs> I know. It's like, well, you know, is that even allowed? You know, it's like the, the Twix commercials, right. right Twix and left Twix. Do you know, at the Lipton company, do they even allow coffee hmm. at the tea? Hmm. Things that make you go, hmm. Or, you know, it's, it's like some people work at restaurants and they hate the food. So do some of the tea employees like hate the tea and they only they refuse to drink it and they only drink coffee? Right. I don't know. Okay. I like this one. If people from Poland are called Poles, why aren't people from Holland called holes? That would just be mean. <laughs> well, here, and, and this is what I thought about. People from Texas, why don't they call us tolls? You know, and it's part of our language. You know, you say, I told you. We don't tell you. you. You don't say, I told you. It's, I told you. I told you. I told you. I you told know? you. And we also have a shit ton of tolls on our freeways. <laughs> <laughs> so we could be the tolls yeah. from Texas. I had a grandmother that she's a counselor for for a for long time. And mm-hmm. so she... Uh, she she didn't like that we said the you know Texas redneck acronyms, uh-huh. and so she used to sit us down and make us learn proper grammar. She hated us. She goes, "I'm not gonna have oh. little woodlands." Okay, anyway. Well, and the last but lot not least, you will never learn to sweat until you learn to drive. 
and a, a not sweat to swear sorry we'll sweat okay. and swear <laughs> although my dad if you're a parent and you teach a daughter how to drive a stick shift yeah there's foul language sweat and beer aplenty <laughs> all right so for a lot of the country where the dog days of summer coming up next we're going to dive into <clears throat> cool ways to cool off your fiery side with some chakra chat oh. miss part of today's show or a previous episode Find them on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play Music. This is The Dorsey Show. We the people have a right to superior cocktails, and Preamble Lounge and Craft House would like to welcome you to a new cocktail revolution. Our speakeasy-inspired lounge offers signature craft cocktails in an intimate setting. With a wide selection of high-end spirits, infusions, barrel-aged beverages and cocktails, there is something for every patron in every budget. Preamble is located at 20801 Gulf Freeway in Webster and open Monday through Saturday from 4 p.m. to 2 a.m. Preamble Lounge and Craft House, a new cocktail revolution. Prom season, wedding season, homecoming, the look you want this year at Muzzy's. Your one-stop shop, Muzzy's has everything you need to look great with the perfect dresses, shoes, and accessories. These events will be unforgettable, so shouldn't you be too? Find us online at muzzies.com or come see owner Lynn Red and her amazing staff. Muzzy's, fashion with an attitude. The average person moves five times over their lifetime. If it's moving time for you, John Wilkinson is ready to help sell your home quickly, professionally, at the best possible price. John's personalized and unique marketing plan will get your home in front of the most qualified buyers and their agents by means of real estate magazines, online listing sites, social media, direct marketing, and yes, even on the radio. Call John Wilkinson at 281-974-0739 or email him at john at jwgetsitsold.com to get your house on the market and featured on the Bringing It Home show on Vinyl Draft Radio. Contact John Wilkinson with Better Homes and Gardens. Gary Green, the real estate agent invested in you. Chuck Sports Bar and Memorabilia in League City is exactly what you picture a hometown bar to be. A perfect place to watch the game with friends, all the while enjoying great food, great drinks, and a friendly staff. Chuck's is also the home of celebrity bartender nights, open mic nights with Robert Del Toro, karaoke nights, and more. Chuck's is located at 601 East Main in Old League City and is open Tuesday through Thursday from 4 to 11 p.m. and Friday and Saturday from 4 to 1 a.m. Call Chuck's 832-632-1325 or find them on Facebook by searching Chuck's Sports Bar League City. Connect and interact with Dorsey on Facebook. Want to be a guest? It's simple. Contact us at VinylDraftRadio.com. This is The Dorsey Show. Well, welcome back to The Dorsey Show. And I thought with it being summertime, we should have a little chakra chat. You know, some people say chakra. I say chakra. It's all energy to me, folks. You know, it's potato, tomato, potato, potato. It's all energy to me. Sorry, you had to sing that. Well, this year, the summer stole, stole, see, I I knew at some point in the show, I was going to blunder something because I normally do. And here we go. The summer solstice. And I even write, I even wrote this down. It's like, well, I put stuff in here and then I can't even write or say what I put, you know, good Lord. 
It was on June 22nd, which is the longest day of the year. Well, here in the South, we are experiencing hot, humid days that seem to linger for days. Like each day seems to go on and mm-hmm. on. It's almost like, you know, Michael, it's almost like the devil came down from Georgia <laughs> to Texas and cranked the thermostat to bake your butt degree, Pretty right? Double yes. farted on us. Du- it double farted like stinky, <laughs> heavy, just in your face. Just wow, you know. Well, the dog days of summer. And they actually, they call it the dog days of summer, mm-hmm. began on July 22nd, and it goes to August 23rd. And for a lot of you that don't know, I am a certified practitioner of a healing dance therapy called Chakra Dance. And with the rising temperatures, along with a lot of personal temperaments that are on the rise, I decided it was high time for us to have a balancing conversation with some ways to stay cool by tapping into your personal power for the summer with the solar plexus chakra. All right. Well, the ancient Romans, for those of you that don't know, you know, or don't have any Romans in your family, called the hottest, most humid days of summer dog days. And the name came about because they associated the hottest days of summer with the star Sirius. And Sirius was known as the dog star. Star mm-hmm. because it was the brightest star in the constellations. You want to know anything more about that? Then Google <laughs> is your friend. I'm not going to go into dog star and all that kind of stuff. Well, this chakra, the solar plexus chakra, is the energy center. It's located in your lower chest. It's right below your heart. Well, the sun obviously is known as solar, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's also yellow, which is summertime. And this chakra is associated with the color yellow okay. and a very powerful energy source. And think about one of the ways that you can balance it is, you know, foods, clothes, crystals that are all in the same color yellow are connected at this time. All right. So it's kind of perfect for this this part of the of the year. This chakra is full of fire, life, and it's energizing. And think of the term, you've probably heard of it, you know, fire in your belly. Mm-hmm. And you'll understand why it's so important at this time of the year. When it's balanced, you guys are going to have a really strong sense of self-worth. You're very confident. You have a good source. source see? Source. Source. Thank God. We're not talking about, you know, we're not talking about the throat chakra now. We're we're talking about the, you know, good Lord, the Michael, I don't think you can be on with me anymore because things go seriously downhill quickly. This is supposed to be serious chakra chat. I'm going to get out. No, you stay right there. You're not going anywhere. All right. This, where was I? A sense of your own personal power. Jiminy Christmas. And I'm not talking about a power that you have over mm-hmm. others and that can, or that can be taken away from you. It's just an inner strength that you draw on when it's needed. And you also are able to enjoy the spontaneity of life because it changes. And if you can go with the flow, then life is going to be much more fun, which we talk about here a lot on the show. You'll try new things, take on new challenges, and that's in personal and your business life. However, when it's out of balance and it's very overactive, which I've seen and heard a lot of this kind of shenanigans lately, you're going to have an overly aggressive behavior. I mean, there are people, and you see it a lot. You've been, I've been hearing a lot. There's little things like there was a guy at the gas station that my husband was telling me about and was so aggravated, so just off the charts. He was on the phone having a really bad day, apparently, really mm-hmm. bad conversation, was fueling, well, he thought he was fueling up his car. He got in the car car he drove off the the pump was still attached or the the hose was still attached it of course you know they come off you know they break off 
He breaks off. He stops. He gets out. He takes it. He throws it across the parking lot. Well, my husband oh, wow. and the guy at the other pump are just kind of standing there, you know, like deer in the headlight going, dude, what is your problem? And he roll, roars out. And then they kept hearing this ding, ding, ding. And they th- and I thought, oh, no, he left like his credit card in the slot or something or whatever. Well, it was still waiting for him to pick the gas, oh, you know, the, the one he wanted. So he had he, I'm, sure, I'm sure he's thinking he fueled up. So here he roars off, you know, I mean, just obviously the devil was in his pants or, you know, really <sighs> farted like crazy all over his oh breakfast gosh. Cheerios that morning because he didn't even, you know, bad conversation, yeah. ripped the pump apart and then mm-hmm. didn't even get gas. I was wow. like, wow. So that's an example of overly aggressive behavior that Man. you might be see- seeing or even he experiencing. Needs he needs a hug that smells good. Yeah, he needs. I know. Just, I know. know. Exactly. <sighs> you may be dominating others or you could be unyielding in your opinion or stubborn in yeah. your outlook look on life and you also might have a tendency to be overly competitive arrogant or even try and control other people or situations mm-hmm. so that's when it's like really out of balance and it's overactive and then there are even some people i've seen this like on social media where they just completely disappear they're gone and they used to be really active you're like what is the deal if it's very underactive, then you could experience experience things like physical, low energy levels, you be, you're be weak-willed, and then you allow other people to walk all over you, you know, where you might not normally do that. And then all of a sudden you become shy and withdrawn, you know, and especially these people that are normally the center of attention, and you kind of go, wow, where'd they go? It's like crickets, especially if mm-hmm. they're very active on social media. And then you still may be displaying that you have – or you might find that you're displaying passive aggressive tendencies yourself or you're suffering from bouts of depression. So that's what can happen when this chakra is out of balance or overly active. <laughs> and so you're either crazy aggressive or you want to run and hide. What the heck do you do to stay in balance and be a cool cucumber this summer? Are you ready, Michael? Go for it. Okay. Well, three is my favorite number. It's a divine number. Okay. It? Yes. And it's easy to implement three simple steps. Most people are going to do three things instead of 10, 20, and they're just going to like forget it that's too much give me like two or three so i'm gonna start with three and they have to they involve mind body and spirit because i completely Mm -hmm. believe in a balance between mind body and spirit Mm -hmm. to complete health and wellness on every level so mind remember every choice is a choice and it's your responsibility don't blame others or the universe reevaluate where you might need to let people places or even patterns or habits that don't long that no longer serve you Mm -hmm. let them go do like Elsa and let it go. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Take time to celebrate your achievements and successes thus far this year. And I guarantee you, even if they seem small, over time, those become great goals and much larger than you could ever imagine when you stop and think, you yeah. know, of, of what you've already accomplished this year and you know, all of your successes. And then set goals for what you want to strive for the remaining five months of the year. And this frame, this phrase came to mind when I was thinking about this those who mind don't matter Mm -hmm. and those who matter don't mind Mm -hmm. right especially with letting people go if everything to them matters with what you do then they're probably not your people right they're probably not your circumstances your situations your opportunities there are Mm -hmm. many more that'll be in flow let it go literally be like Elsa just let that shit go (laughs) all right 
This time of year may be an excellent time to release those who have been holding you back from reaching your greatest potential. And then on a body standpoint, is it, it's a really good time now to create good boundaries, you know, even physical boundaries, you know, because like I said, we've talked, I said something briefly about people being overly aggressive, you know, mm-hmm. even if you don't have a tendency to normally be that aggressive, sometimes things just get out of control. So put yourself in situations where you're not triggered by other people and that you also don't trigger somebody else. Because because this chakra also brings in the masculine energy because you know whether you're male or female you have masculine and feminine energy and that's what helps you stay balanced and um, like my my now guests smell good and take baths at least twice a week um, so be careful not to fuel any aggressive tendencies by taking some time away from people places that might cause you to become stressed and some things that are really good to look into and to spend some time doing is meditation writing singing or finding some movement that suits you mm-hmm. and those are wonderful steps to taking right action that keep you on track for the goals that you should be and want to set for the rest yeah. of this year to help come to life all right, and so the last one would be spirit. All right, you ready? And I happen to look up, and the time said three, three, three. Oh, oh talk about that! Woohoo! <laughs> raise the roof, raise the roof. Love that. All right, so take some time to connect with the universal flow. And yes, I mean the source of all energy, whatever you call it, because I've called it several things: God, source, spirit, mm-hmm. divine, whatever you want to call it. You know, and set up some daily routines. There's things you can do, like cord cutting. Of course, you can Google that and find out what that is. Or we have a guest that comes on the show; she'll be on next week, as a matter of fact. Some tapping, EFT, emotional frequency technique which is tapping on acupressure points to help relieve some stress to get out of those mindsets where you spin and you spin and you spin that are negative beliefs Mm -hmm. limiting values or outdated systems that don't serve you anymore and that keep you from being your absolute best self not living up to your soul potential folks I'm telling you is far worse than not living up to your physical potential because I know my guest, I know Michael and I agree, every single one of you listening right now or listening on the replay later to us came with gifts to share. Come on while you were on this journey that we called life. And this time of the year is a great time to slow down and listen again. If you forgot how to listen, listen to your inner guidance, your own divine self that keeps you on track and in sight of your unique direction, ambitions, and goals, right? Mm -hmm. I completely agree that we came with everything we need. There's no competition. Right. You know, we talked earlier with Dr. Cindy, you know, your story, my story is my story. Yes, it may be similar. What I'm doing might be similar to someone else. However, there's no reason to get frustrated angry or even retreat because your story is yours mine is mine and the world is ready for us to be us right yeah preach baby hey (laughs) give me give me a hallelujah (laughs) all right so this week my wrap-up dollop of dorsey comes from an agreement between me and dr seuss in my world everyone's a pony and they all eat rainbows and poop butterflies <laughs> thank you dr seuss for stating that so eloquently that, that which i believe wholeheartedly well that's it for this episode of the healthy happy fun hour here on the dorsey show and for even more happiness way more fun and a whole lot of things that make you go hmm including yours truly <laughs> make sure you head on over to my website at www.dorseyhillglobal.com sign up for my newsletter so 
you make sure you always know when new shows are coming out. And also connect with me on Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Just kind of give me a heads up that you at least watch the show so I know who you are. All right. Well, well, my wish for you as always and my fantastic guest, Michael, as well, is that until next time, each and every one of you are happy, healthy, and have a ton of fun. Big Texas love and hugs to all of you. Bye for now. Bye, y'all. Her happy builds up all week. Come on, get him up there. Raise your hands in the air. And you pump them like you just don't care. Join us next Thursday when she gets it all out. Again. Go ahead. (laughs) Kind of like if you vomited rainbows. You can get me anywhere. (laughs) You won't want to miss it. Thursdays, 10 a.m. The Dorsey Show on Final Draft Radio.